Right. Are you going to mute the TV? Uh, I was planning on muting the TV. Yeah, now it's muted. All right, so we are rolling, homie. Uh, we are in episode 38 of Your House, Our Rules. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, we've got Michael Wallet here. Uh, we did episode 36 with him, no video. Um, now you get to see his beautiful face. Uh-huh. Um, so we're over here at his house right now uh, trying to do some things with the new setup. We might be uh, working with him a little bit more in the future because I thought the podcast went well. He's got a spot over here. We're trying to test out the new setup and stuff like that. It's been a while. I've been working on it for a couple of hours. I finally got the drivers redownloaded and we're good to go. But we're here now and it's uh it's time to get it, man. Hell yeah, man. You yeah. put a lot of, of hard work and effort into this, so I appreciate appreciate what you're doing. For yeah, sure. no problem at all, man. It's what I do. I mean, shit, when you told me that you wanted to do a podcast, I've been looking for people to do other podcasts and yeah. try to get it on like the Your Network and stuff like that. Uh, probably need to get a couple of them out there, but um, the way I see it is, if you want to spot on here, you're welcome. Anytime. Oh, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, I've, I, you know what? I now understand why it's so difficult to set all this up and do mm-hmm. all of this because if it was easy, I feel like the content that people would put out there would just be flooded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would just yeah. anyone and anyone would or anyone and everyone would put shit out there that they're right. like. This is stupid. Yeah, I mean, people do do that now, though. I mean, especially yeah, on like TikTok like, and shit like I mean, that. Can, I feel like you but. can stream directly to YouTube or whatever streaming site you want to directly through your phone now. So now everyone's kind of got a platform. It is what it is on uh, a smaller scale. I feel like, but like something like what you've put together and done, like a lot of people probably yeah. don't do. It really comes down to content. A lot yeah. of people and and, and uh, just you know the ability to do it or yeah. the willingness to exactly. do it because a lot of people like we're thirty eight episodes in and right. I, I've struggled getting some out. In the, in the past, but at the end of the day, I have 38 episodes of a podcast. And That's how many huge. Can say that. For sure. They actually have a seven-year, uh, or not seven-year, a seven-episode thing where they do for podcasts where it's like uh, once you reach the seventh episode, that's usually the one where they either cut it off or they keep going. Oh, no kidding. Once you can make it past that, that's when you keep going. And, I mean, I've had a couple different people on here with me, but now it's just kind of me. We, we've got people in your doing the damn thing, but, right. like, at the end of the day, like, your house, our rules. The podcast is me, and I'm gonna have who I want on there, and fucking circle people in. Right. Like, Bailey's like a somewhat permanent person on the podcast, yeah. but we'll cycle out. She just couldn't do today. Uh, Hunter's birthday is tonight, and she went out and did that. And I was like, "Yo, I told Wallet that I'm gonna go do this yeah. and get the setup, and we're gonna do it over there." And it took way longer than I needed to. So uh, I might go meet up with them after this, yeah. but like, shit, it's almost like one in the morning. Yeah, right no now. kidding. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, that's the thing. You have 38 episodes of a quality mm-hmm. podcast. You know what I mean? That your quality is fantastic. Yeah. Right? Anyone could have 38 episodes of dog shit. You know what I mean? Right. That they put out there, but your content and your quality. Yeah. is you know what would set you apart yeah for sure and i've talked to other people about maybe like doing like the your podcast type thing and then including them on there but yeah. like when it comes down to it uh they just don't got the they just don't got the content that yeah. i really need type right thing. Yeah, yeah they don't put any time and effort into it probably no, and it's not even that they don't put time and effort into it a lot of people like when i first started this it was like you know uh let's turn on the mics and just talk yeah and now it's gotten to a point where, like, I've sent you topics today, or not today, over the past week, right. and I, I, I've been sending people topics, you know, so that they can get over them. Whether or not they actually do it or not is another thing, but, yeah, right. like, I'm, I'm here trying my best to get people to, like, actually have relevant thoughts on the topics at hand. Right, so, for sure. Yeah. So, and I did. I mean, I, I, I delved into what you had sent me on a few things, and, I mean, absolutely. you got to at least come up with some talking points. 
So you're right. not just sitting there and having long pauses like, all right, what do we talk about now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think I do a good job of keeping the conversation Absolutely. flowing. That's what I'm saying. You're really good at right. like an interviewer type person. And it's actually sure. something that I had to get better at too because uh, Harmeyer was kind of the guy who did that yeah. when, when we first started or whatever because Harmeyer was just really good at keeping the conversation. Yeah. Keeping it clicking, excuse me, uh, and shit. And like... I remember the first episode that I did without him, I had four people on, and that was probably a mistake. But um, yeah. when when I was doing it, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I'm struggling to keep these other three people on topic and, and, yeah. and do that. And engaged so, and all that, yeah. yeah. So now we're taking a little bit more of a, um, a, a core-type approach to the podcast. I yep. want to... I want to have people on, but like at this point, I think that I just want to have people who are like, you know, maybe a DJ that's made a little bit of name for themselves, like yeah. a really good friend who I've talked to a lot, right. rather than just kind of get a new person on each week and try and do that thing. If I can get someone on who's like, you know, a, a, an experienced biologist that has some new research that's uh, breaking the mold or whatever, right. like I'd love to do that. We yeah. just need to get the numbers to yep. do that. Yeah, something that would get you to an, another level mm -hmm. on top of what you're already doing, which yeah. is fantastic, man. I appreciate you doing this shit. Yeah. Just got to keep on trucking, man. Keep on trucking. Oh, for sure. But cool. you, you've learned how to do what you're doing over experience over time. Yeah. You know, two and a half years you've been doing this. It's, oh, yeah. Nothing will teach you like experience, man. Well, a lot of people usually will just be like, all right, I've done a couple. Like my cousin. Yeah. Like you said, I'd like to, to sit down and just like talk to people and just see what, what that basically winds up being, right? right? My cousin had something similar to that with a couple of his buddies. He's like, yeah, we just sit in the basement and talk and blah, blah, blah. They did that twice and never did it again. Right. It's hard to stay consistent with something like yeah. this. And yeah. that's what I was talking about you right before we hit the record button or whatever. I'm like, you know, uh, you've got you've got some years of experience on you. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing the podcast as much because you can keep the conversation going. And oh, yeah. I asked you, I was like, you know, you've got a little bit better of a head on your shoulders. You've been doing the thing for a little bit longer. Just keep me on it. Yeah. Keep, make sure that I'm hitting the deadlines that I need to do. Right. And, and well, a lot of that is bouncing ideas off of each other. Right. Like, what do you think of this? What do you think of, you know, that or whatever. It's just bouncing ideas and coming up mm -hmm. with new new ways to improve. Right. Yeah. And with me being as busy as I am doing, like, the music, the video games, and this, it's hard to find topics and, like, actually sit down. Like, my cousin Jeff was talking to me this week. He's like, man, he's like, I got stuff and I do the research. But he's like, I don't know if you're ready for the amount of stuff that's going to come your way. And I was like, you just need to, like, filter it out. Right. Give me the shit that really matters. And right. once I figure it out, I'll dive into it a little bit more and make sure it's legit. He sent me some shit about... Uh, um, it's called Project Veritas or whatever. I watch um, a lot of their videos. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? A ton of their videos, Okay, yeah. so uh, he wants to come out and talk about it. He said that he's probably going to do it next week, so I don't want to get too deep into yeah. it, but I can give a little bit of teaser of what's going to go, go on with that. But it's essentially these guys that... Uh, they, you know, have hidden cameras and they go out and they uh, like record like these Twitter executives that are just like one came out. I think it was earlier this week or the week before uh, where this this uh, Twitter executive was basically making fun of Elon Musk for being uh, autistic, having Asperger's or whatever. And like it's just bad. And they had another video where they were like trying to get comments on him, like with an actual camera in his right. face. And he was just running away from it. and yep. shit. So we'll get into a little bit of that later. But uh, let's uh, break into our first topic that we have here. Uh, for uh, episode 38. So this week I actually went on to Netflix and I was supposed to edit the last podcast uh, with Bailey that we had. And um, I, I get on Netflix, I'm eating some food, I just cooked up some chicken and rice and I'm looking at Netflix and the, the number two in the, uh, of the week was this uh, documentary called Our Father. And I took a look at it, and uh, if 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 uh, just spoil alerts right now, I recommend if you haven't seen it to, to to click pause and go watch it right now, and don't look at the bio. 
But moving on with the spoilers, I looked at it and it says a fertility doctor, and that's basically all I needed. Right. I kind of saw saw where it was going from there. And you start watching this music, or you start watching this fucking documentary, and it's this dude who is uh, a doctor, and he's like a respected doctor in Indiana that's been doing it for a while. Yep. And he was um, essentially putting his own sperm in all the uh, all the women that came in that were trying to get pregnant and stuff yeah. like that. I, that's crazy. Yeah, and you said you didn't watch the whole thing because you couldn't get through it, right? I, I mean, it's not that I couldn't. I, it's just I'm looking at this like. How, how does something like this happen? And I, I mean, I guess you, you really, how does one find out that this is t- taking place in the, you know, to begin with? Well, the, they actually explain that in the documentary. Uh, the first, like, um, they, they number it through it. Like, so they start out with sibling number one. Yeah. And then as the, it progresses, you get to like fucking sibling, like 98 type shit. And like the first one, she uh, she's like in her forties or something like that. Yeah. So he's been doing this for, for a long years. shit, years, man. And I didn't even think about that. I did see it to like three or four, a sibling three or four, and I'm just like, whoa, this is fucked up. Right. So uh, her dad was having uh, problems uh, with fertility. Uh, he couldn't he couldn't get his wife pregnant, and they went to this fertility doctor. And she essentially was born, and because, you know, he can't really have kids or whatever, she was like, okay, well, I want to see if I might have siblings from my, my donor father or something right. like that. She just wanted to meet, have siblings. Right. And that's something that I can identify with, because I remember as a kid, I always used to ask my parents, like, randomly, like, can I have a sister or something like yeah. that? And, like... Well, she eventually got, uh, we got into like the 2000s when they started doing like the 23andMe and like the Ancestry right. where you could like send in a spit swab and, and start seeing, tracing like, it. Yeah, yeah, start tracing it and doing that. And uh, there were eight people who popped up, but they were like unregistered or whatever. And she started doing research and eventually they just get to a point where they're like, this fertility doctor has basically been in giving his sperm to every single woman that has came through. That's like, nuts, man. And, like, the thing about it is, like, it has to be, like, a new sperm sample. Correct. So what he would do is they would come in, they would, you know, he'd inspect their vagina or whatever, and he would walk out of the room, go jerk off in his office and get the sperm sample and come back and, and put it in. Did he actually admit that, that he did that? Well, at first, they, they really couldn't prove it and that's what they got at the end because when you get down into the actual documentary they really come to a point where like they're trying to get him convicted for this shit right and the prosecutor of indiana was like we technically don't have anything yeah no not proof we technically don't have anything that we can convict him of and they found out that he ended up uh, lying in one of his statements that he submitted to them. Mm-hmm. And that's how they ended up busting him. But this dude has served no jail time at all. So he's not in jail currently? No, he is not in jail well, at What all. is he doing currently? I know they had, like, like when I was looking at different things dude. about the podcast or the, about the movie or whatever, it would talk about, like, where is this guy now? And I kind of looked into that a little bit. But what what is he what he's doing right now? Yeah. He's an old man. So he's like, I figured he's, he's in his 70s or yeah. 80s or something, and he's just living just living life. Living his life, man. Yeah, they, they went to the trial, and he, he, got, uh, he got two level six felonies for lying to the court system. Yeah. And had like community service or some shit like that. And that's like that. it? Yeah, that's it. That was the big ringer of the entire uh, like documentary. Oh, no he, shit. He got nothing. So that's not really being held accountable for doing something like that. No, that it is- isn't. But. When you're watching the documentary, uh, there's like 
they're they're going through all these people like the the children and stuff like right, that who right. are like why is nothing happening happening yes and there's a scene where the the um the prosecuting like guy of the entire state of Indiana goes look by law there is nothing that we can actually convict him of and stuff like that right and they're like they're like well you know what there's this there's this bylaw that says like it can be considered rape if you are doing an act that makes someone uncomfortable but not actually penetrating them or whatever right. and they're trying to say that he walked out the room and did it in his office and like that that's kind of a violation yeah. right there right. and of course it is a violation but by law in Indiana it's not well that's now, what I was going to ask like what what is the law like what uh, like what is the law like I don't I've never heard of something like this ever happening well obviously. Be, because there's like no penetration it's not rape and there's a bunch of other little segments and stuff that they have in it, but nothing really, nothing concrete enough. Nothing to be able really to, concrete yeah. enough to actually do it by law. Right now, since then, they have made it a law that uh, I was just going to say there yeah, will be. Yeah, now that they've done it, like if you are doing this bullshit now, right. you will get convicted yes. of it and get a felony or whatever. Right. But yeah, he's he's walking around, and you know they 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 were all talking about him or whatever and you know he walks into the courtroom or whatever he doesn't even look at the kids he's talking about how like he really doesn't think of them as children or whatever like when you get down to the thick of things there's this uh this bible quote that he has and when you type it into google it comes up with this uh essentially religious cult that is like kind of like this white supremacist group that is just basically saying have as many white babies as humanly possible so that we can fucking put them in power in positions of power and fucking you know bring back the whole white nationalist type thing. So that was basically his basis of doing what it was that he was doing. That's what they think. Oh, so okay, that's what it's they never think. really it's confirmed because proved, he, he, proven. he, he okay. I mean, I guess he's smart with it. He doesn't really say what. Dude, his I feel like this guy is. knew eventually that this was going to happen, and he probably thought this through well, to make sure that he dodged. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he would have to. He's been doing it since the 70s. That's man. what I'm saying. But I think during the time frame of which he was doing it, up until now, he's probably planned out, like, what would happen to me or what would I have to do if I got caught doing this? Well, his, his whole thing was he was kind of trying to manipulate the children that were trying to get him on trial and shit like that right. by saying, like, you know, this is ruining my uh, my marriage. Uh, he's a high member in the church or whatever. Yeah. And like he oh, had, he's a high member in the church? Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why he didn't get convicted of anything because, like, he had all these excuse me people sending them letters. Like from the church saying he's a really good guy. He's made mistakes in the past or whatever. But we're talking about a hundred children, and like you, you're you're watching this documentary and like you're seeing the uh, the children that are being interviewed, and they're like, we live in this small town in Indiana, and they're like, we don't know how to like date or interact with people right. because you might just be brothers or sisters right. with oh that person. Oh my god, I didn't even think about it. And that when way. you get even deeper into it, this dude has like autoimmune deficiencies and shit like okay. that, and all of his kids are, have the same autoimmune deficiencies oh, okay. and stuff. Yeah. So it's actually causing a fucking health yeah. issue yeah. with the kids. It's hereditary or whatever, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, That's dude, crazy. It, it is an absolutely wild I just document. don't understand how this dude isn't able like they can't find a way where he's held accountable for what it what it is and how is this guy like how are people that are responding to this in the church that are writing letters saying hey this guy's great or whatever knowing what he's done with going out from looking at these women 
into his office doing what he was doing and then coming back and injecting them with his sperm in order to get them pregnant. Well, the thing about it, and it's not really confirmed because you know no one's really going to come out and say it. Well, yeah, he's not going to admit it. It might be one of those like Christian churches that's a little bit culty and everyone's yeah. kind of like behind right. it type yeah. thing. It's not confirmed. It's a loose backing, but you know... When it comes down to it, like he was an outstanding citizen, member of the church. Like they interview his old employees or whatever, and his old employers are like, "We had no clue." Well, of course, we had no clue. And they're like, "Up until this all came out, I thought he was a really good guy." Right. They all said that he was kind of like an arrogant guy. Okay. But and that's one thing that you will see throughout the documentary when you watch it. Like he is arrogant. He really doesn't care. Yeah. He, he's he, he's a, a gun-toting citizen of Indiana. Or right. Whatever. Right. And, yeah, I mean, he, he got off scotch-free, so... That's what I'm saying, but it's like... I, and now they're going to make a law, obviously, that's yeah. going to make sure that people can't do what he did, but they're right. not going to hold the person accountable who started this, who put that basically made them put that law in place. Right, right. You know what and I'm saying? And then like when, they're, when they're talking to the prosecutor and shit of Indiana, uh, he's basically saying, he's like, trust me, we see it, we want to do something... But we can't. can't. And it's one of those things where, like, they don't want to start talking to the siblings or whatever because they don't want to give them information about it to, like, either piss them off or tip someone off or do some shit like that. So when you're when you're working in the law, you have to keep— you got to abide by the book, you yeah. know what I mean? And I get that, and I respect all of that, but it's, like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that do crazy shit who aren't accountable, held yeah. accountable for— for stuff it's absolutely wild it's and, nuts. and it was one of those things where like this dude had a position of power in his small community and because of that it looks like that was a lot of the reason why he got off the way he did and he could have thought to himself like oh well maybe i gotta put myself in this position so then that way if i ever do like i i feel like this guy thought this through potentially you know what i mean he could have i don't know i'm, I'm not trying to put stuff out there but like i feel like he's probably thought this through enough to where he could put himself in positions to make sure he had people backing him in a way that it, it would come out a positive. Uh, he'd come out on the positive side of this. Yeah. Well, there's different theories about it. My personal take on it is he's been doing it for 50 years. When he was a young adult, he really didn't think anything of it. And now that we're in twenty the two thousands or right. whatever the twenty first century, right? Now all of a sudden we have the actual medical uh, advancements to oh, yeah. be able to prove, prove. that he was right. inf infecting essentially all these right. people and stuff like that. And like, like bro, you get down to it, and like some of the mothers that are being interviewed or whatever, they're like, we went in there multiple times, and he did that to me multiple times. So I feel like I was raped fucking five separate times, type thing. I mean, obviously, I'm not in that position, so I don't know how one would, like, I, I, but I could understand how one would feel that, you know what I mean? Like, that's, you weren't expecting to, but, like, ultimately, it's like, he accomplished what they wanted, what the women wanted, right? Like, and that's, it's weird to think that. But and that's, like, that's kind of, like, the defense that he had. Right. Was, like, you know what? These people came in, and, well, here's the thing about it, too. He's, like, you know what? Uh, he kind of like admits it to people, but nothing in writing, like to anything in the law or whatever. He admits that he was doing it, but then he's like admitting to his, his children or whatever. And he's like, you know what? It's no more than 10. Then it's no more than 15. Then it's no more than 20. But part of his defense that he had was, you know, these, these women came in here and they were trying to get pregnant. Right. I got them pregnant. Right. But when you look at the law or whatever, or not necessarily the law, what they do at these sperm banks or whatever... 
like 33% of the people get hit immediately after after filling out the application because they have like heart disease or some shit like that and they're not allowed to pass that on. He had autoimmune deficiencies and like all kinds of other shit that was going on with him. And obviously like he was not qualified to correct. donate sperm. Right. So it's one of those things where like there's other people that could potentially have been a better host, maybe right. they couldn't necessarily match well or they didn't genetically match with what the they wanted right. because they they try to make it look like the fathers. They try to find someone who looks enough like the father so right. that he can do that shit. And man, there's parts in there where uh, you know, like they're interviewing one of the fathers, and he's like, he's like, you know what? Nothing will ever change. But he's like, my daughter, after forty, fifty years of existence, all of a sudden just gets put on her that she's not my real daughter, right. and she's looked up me to me for yeah. forty, fifty years. I've been her her everything. And now you just flip this on top. It's crazy shit, man. And over time, that they'll get back to that relationship of probably feeling that way, and hopefully, well, like, not not necessarily move on from this, but like that's going to obviously challenge their mindset in a in a way that they're like, this is crazy. Like, I mean, this. How many of other people have you ever heard of have it like? this being done to them none no right that's like, why it's probably i don't know what it's doing now on netflix but i could see this being just like one of the it could top, open top, up pandora's it could yeah. also open up pandora's, pandora's box, box. To see like a lot of this people has happened this. to other people a lot of people doing this man. right uh, you, you never know but but when you look at like the family situations that they had most of them did realize and understand like this is my mom and dad even though it's not technically my real father right. like he raised me and, right like, that's it, what i'm it, saying they'll get back to that you know right. that feeling and, and that relationship with their you know who they called their mom and dad or exactly. who they realize is their parents or whatever but yeah i mean that's that's crazy yeah. but i mean obviously he accomplished what it is that those women wanted ultimately in allowing them to have a child yeah. but the way in which it was done was probably not what they were expecting no. and it, he didn't convey to them anything that he had medically or any it, it, like, issues he had no. right so that right there is something i feel like they i feel like their arguments the the children their arguments for what it is that they're trying to prosecute him for, are, like the I would side with them and the proof of what they have that this is crazy. Yeah, like, uh, it, if it, give it a watch all the way through or whatever. I will. I'll but definitely do when, that. When I was looking at it, and he, there's one point in it, and I actually put it on my Snapchat where he like states that like there's nothing that technically we can by law prosecute them on. I agree with him. Like, it really is one of those situations where it's like, there's really nothing that this pertains to. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, and that's the thing. And that sucks, and I don't believe in it, and I think they should be able to just make it up and throw his ass in jail. I think he should serve the rest of his fucking life in jail. Fucking, but when it comes down to it, there's a reason why the law is the way it is. Correct. We have laws so that no one fucking, or we, we have very strict laws and guidelines and stuff so that... It, it, you follow it, and that is what we can prosecute you by. Correct. And if you go outside of that, then that's loopholes and shit. And that's how a lot of shit Absolutely. fucking reasonable doubt and shit. Absolutely. That's how OJ got off. I totally agree, and I would stand by the law, obviously. But, I mean, there's situations I've heard even from in real estate that where people have done certain things under the table uh, that there's no real like there's a gray line as far as what's right and what's wrong in certain situations in our industry where 
they've you know nothing's really happened yeah. to them but I mean, you know down deep inside what they did you couldn't get away with and then they right. put something in place now you've got another addendum you got to sign right. when you go to write an offer and all this shit because of something that somebody did the, the point of the fact is our culture our law everything is constantly evolving and sometimes Correct. we just need to have a situation happen where now we can dictate what we need to do and what the law is yes but the person that allowed for or caused them to dictate now what the law is is still getting like like getting off on doing what it is that he did that now is illegal yep and that's what now they have a law in place for yeah, yeah. and that's going to happen there there's going to be gonna different happen. things that come up but i still feel like if that person did something that was this fucked up they should be held accountable for what it is that they did if they're proven yeah. guilty i mean i feel like nowadays you're basically guilty until proven innocent anymore in a lot of a lot of situations well not technically but i know that i'm saying but from a media and, and from, from like, like the a, social media yes type, from type the, thing, yes like, from well, the, i feel this way so he's guilty correct yeah, yeah you're you're like like deshaun watson I, I mean like for all that that situation everyone's like oh well this many people came out with him you know saying that he did this and that mm -hmm. he has to be guilty so he's looked at as being guilty until proven innocent right i right. feel like that happens so much more nowadays Right. And I mean, we can kind of see it right now with what's going on with the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial or whatever. I kind of want to, I'm going to cover that, but I kind of wanted to end before I, before I get into that. But it looks like a lot of people are hopping on the Amber Heard is a piece of shit fucking background. But like, if you're looking at it and stuff like that, both of them are kind of oh, fucked up individuals. Depp's no fucking angel, dude. Yeah. He's he's a nut, dude. He's a crazy, crazy yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, and just because he's done a lot for kids and he's Captain Jack Sparrow and he's a very popular oh, for actor sure. does not fucking take away from the fact that he is, like, addicted to heroin. Oh, well, he, yeah. And has made some he's fucked up decisions. He's done some crazy things now, with a lot of different people, Now, for when sure. it comes down to it, Amber Heard it fucking does not handle herself nearly as no. well. Does no, not, and no. that's why I think a lot of people are turning on her. But, but see, I'd, I'd let that bitch ruin my life any day. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, dude, yeah, for, sure, that. for sure, for sure. Not Absol enough. Not enough people are talking about her. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what they should cover to begin with, and then go into whatever yeah, the coverage then, is for and the then get into the for the trial and shit. Yeah. yeah. But see, here's the thing. For what it is, like, I don't feel like what he's done and like some of the fucked up shit he's done with other people that don't even involve her. Why should that even have anything to do with this trial, which is only involving the two of them? Well, because the other people were like witnesses to all the shit that happened. With between them two, or with him and other like shit that he's done. Like they talked about him and some. Uh, 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 I can't think of it now, but uh, a musician and like them doing a bunch of drugs and shit together. It's like, so what does that have to do with whatever situation he has with her? Just gives like you they're just bringing up shit from his past. It just gives you background to to the situation. That I get in. that, but what is that doesn't? I feel like that doesn't necessarily have anything to do directly with what it is them two are going through. It doesn't. And one of the things that our, our judicial system does somewhat well is take take it out. Yes. Of that, so they look at it from a objective standpoint. Right. Yeah, as they should. Because yeah. when it, at the end of the day, this trial, they should take all of that out and just focus on what it is that them two were involved with and whatever that outcome should be. For sure. For sure. For sure. 
Yeah, but moving on, uh, we, we kind of talked about uh, the our father, and uh, we had like that whole religious cult and like kind of white supremacist thing going on. We're talking about the judicial system. One thing that I think everyone is kind of uh, against is the the mass shootings that are going on. And this weekend, uh, it was last weekend, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the the shooting in Buffalo. Yeah. So I think you might know a little bit more about this one than I do, but essentially um, a guy shot up a grocery store in Buffalo, correct? Yes. Yeah, and he shot it up uh, to basically take out people of color. Yeah. I mean, so I don't really know a whole lot about it. I mean, I looked at, into it a little bit, yeah. but it's like— I have notes on my phone, too, but my phone's recording, unfortunately. But it's like— Here's the thing. Well, first and foremost, okay, like these things are going to happen, okay? Everyone's like, well, you got to get rid of guns or you got to get rid of this and you have to put more into mental health or whatever. Like there's no meeting on a Tuesday at 6 o'clock that this dude could have gone to for however long for mental health that was going to change his mind from doing what it is that he did. Yeah. Okay. So, and you can't take away – all of the guns in the United States for something that the 1% cause, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever, even if yeah. it's a larger percentage, whatever. And the we, majority are gun owners and they're doing that because you have those things to protect yourself and yeah. you have every we, right to, we talk, to do that. We talked about this last week with Ohio passing the laws that allow you to have a concealed and carry without open, permit. And yeah, they have essentially carry. did that through, uh, no, it's per, it's concealed carry. But yeah, but you could, you, no, well, you, you but you don't have to have a concealed and carry. You don't have to have a permit anymore. You don't have to have a permit, but you have to open carry. Like it has to be shown. Like you, they, you have to. I thought you have to. No, no? it's concealed carry. Oh, so long, you do, but you don't with, have to have a without a permit. No kidding. Yes, I thought it was, but I thought it had to be open carry. No, no, we've no had kidding. open carry in Ohio for a while now. Oh, we have. Yeah, Miller used to carry his gun at work, open carry all the time. Okay. Yeah. No, but that that that's not. I mean, that that is where everyone kind of takes it to with the whole gun laws and stuff like that. But I think there's a little bit of a bigger issue here. Like this dude essentially gunned people down to uh, because he wants to take out people of color in order to have like a white supremacist culture. Right. And when it comes down to it, that's just. A fucked up situation. It is, and like you, you're right. You can't do anything with the gun laws because criminals are going to get guns. Yes, they are. But we need to find a way to fucking educate people more on like racism. And there are a lot of people who are just fucking blatantly racist and don't even realize that they're doing it. Like Max, a perfect example. Max hates when people fucking are like, "Oh, you're articulate," because. Essentially, it's saying like, oh, you spoke, speak well for a black person. I don't want to say the word or whatever, right. that, but that's essentially what it means or whatever. And right. he's, like, he's like, I know that the only reason people are telling me that I'm articulate is because I'm black and they don't expect a black person to speak this well. And see, the problem with that is, is like people who say that, like that's stupid for them to say that in the first place. Because I mean, he's just a he's a human being like anyone else, yeah. regardless of what his color is or his race is. He's just he's. He's intelligent. He worked on his. That is one of the issues that he has. He is very articulate. He is very good, well, good at for explaining him. But, exactly but he what also, the fuck he needs to say. But he also probably 
wanted to be articulate. So he educated himself and yeah. like made sure that he did things to make himself yeah. articulate, right? Yeah. I don't want to admit this, but Max is one of the only people that I consider smarter than myself, more intelligent than myself. Awesome. Yeah. He, but he should be looked at as any individual, just someone yeah. who's smarter well, than well, some other people. That's what we need to, to kind of address is the fact that we don't need to teach people that just because he has a certain skin color that he is looked down upon uh, from an intelligence level. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, but like, like, how do you address that? Well, it comes from the parents. And there's a lot of people who probably shouldn't be parents in society. Uh, that's for damn sure. I think but there's a lot more than what we think, too. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think that we can do more as a culture, too. Because, you know, if you look at the prison systems and stuff like that, they're all fucking they're all fucking black. And there is uh, multiple stories of people getting or black men getting pulled over and cops planning shit on them just to fucking put them in jail. And like I watched this dude. Uh, his name's 1090 Jake on uh, YouTube. I just discovered this the whole prison section where people talk about like uh, their time in prison and yeah, stuff, but they do right. it on YouTube. And he was like, "Look, I I was in prison in Florida," and he was like, "I was like one of the only white people in the entirety of the prison." No kidding. Yeah, I mean our prison system is fucked. And he's talking about he's like, "You have a better chance of dying from the COs, the officers yeah. at, in prison, than you do uh, well, like actual prisoners." So let me ask this question: Are those people? still having like are they still in those positions as a police officer or a co or whatever yes and they're continuing to do that why are they not if they can prove that this is indeed what it is they're doing for this reason they should be held accountable again they should for what it is that they're doing no one gives a fuck if you're a black male in prison that's a problem it is a problem and that's see i don't care i don't care what color your skin is you're you should be judged totally based upon the character of who you are as an individual exactly straight up straight exactly up. but there's not many people that can do that correct and i don't know if there's enough education out there because i feel like a lot of people just have a certain way in their mind of how they judge people and they're probably even as educated as they can be yeah. on that they're probably not going to change their mind yeah and I mean, racism at the end of the day, it kind of is a natural thing. And like racism doesn't necessarily mean like I'm white, you're black. It can mean like the whole uh, Eastern European thing where we're talking about like Armenians and Serbians or whatever. They're essentially very similar uh, physically and ethnically and stuff like that. But because they live in two different countries and they're at war with each other, they fucking hate each other. And it's just like... Uh, uh, um, demographic thing. Correct. Yeah, uh, no. dude. Racism in other countries is a, a lot crazier of a situation, like intense, than it is in the United yeah. States for sure. So I watched a video um, of uh, what's his name, Panda Designer, the guy who does oh, yeah. Panda, Panda, Panda. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. Hold on. Before you go any further, did, did you ever watch the cipher uh, that uh, Lil Dicky was on with him? Yes. Okay. That was. Little Dicky was the only one in that. That could actually thank you. All right. So we're on the same page with that. No, I mean Double XL has has gone downhill. Did you ever watch Dave? His show. I've seen the first season. It's fucking awesome. It's pretty good. But there's this there's this video of designer where he just gets the mic and he's in China. I think it's China. And um, they put the mic to him, and he starts talking like, yo, designer, we're coming at it, blah, 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 or whatever. And one of the other interviewers, this girl in the background, thinks he's rapping. 
<laughs> and she just starts dancing and he's just talking <laughs> and it's like the most genuinely racist thing i've ever seen it's like you can't really be mad at her for doing it because she just genuinely she doesn't, doesn't understand know. but yes. like it, like it it's, it's kind of goes to show how ingrained it is into our society and it's one of those things where we need to kind of open our minds to people you know a lot of people talk about like uh the border crisis that we have and i'm a strong believer honestly in no borders i don't give a fuck if you grew up at this certain fucking speck of dust in in the anywhere in the world i think people should be able to go wherever the fuck they want to legally though well see i'm, a, I'm the complete opposite of in that position because if you're if if there are rules and laws in place because see a lot some of those people i don't want to say a lot or a little whatever some of those people do come over here and they're coming over without going through that process okay and i know i heard the process is a real pain in the ass okay but it's yeah. just a, maybe they need to refine that process okay mm -hmm. but they're coming over here and they're not paying taxes right right and there are certain situations where they're getting housing vouchers and government assistance a lot of the times to be able to afford to yeah. start out living in the United States, okay? Right. Well, who pays for that government assistance? We do. We Our do. tax dollars yeah, do, exactly. okay? So, uh, all, I, I mean, shit, if we did, I, I, regardless of having a wall up or not, okay, if there's a process to make sure that you're a legal citizen in the United States of America, then go through that process. I mean, that's all they're asking and, is just to go through yeah. the process. And don't, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with those, and there are laws, and I think that the laws need to be fo followed by where you are at, uh, like in the United States, you need right. to follow the laws to be a citizen of the United States or stay in the United States. I am more of a, um, I, I got, I got more hippie vibes when it comes to that, because like, I don't believe in govern governing like systems and shit like that. I follow the rules, but that's just so I don't get in fucking trouble. Right. And at the end of the day, I, I'll live where I want to. I'll fucking be Absolutely. where I want to. I'll do what I want to. And I was talking about this last week when we had the whole like pro-choice and pro-life thing. Pro-choice is pro-choosing what you want to do. Correct. So if I want to murder someone, I can murder someone. And I believe in that. I believe in like an anarchy type type situation yep. and shit like that. It's a long way off. I don't think humans are anywhere fucking cultured enough to be able to do that. But that is what I would strive to do. Have people govern themselves more than be governed by a body. Yeah, I mean, less government would be uh, fantastic in a lot of s scenarios and situations. Uh, from Maybe not, though. Less government would be great. But, like, the laws uh, and, and, like, rules for just abiding as, like, a, a, a good citizen, like, as an outstanding citizen of the United States, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. going to work, working hard, you know, accomplishing what it is that you want. I mean, that comes, like you said, each person should be able to govern their own their, themselves okay and they their should. own path and whatnot but see that's the thing in america we have the freedoms to be able to do that but there also needs to be some sort of precedent in infrastructure in place correct yeah. to make sure that the, the that's really in place for those who yeah. get away from that path exactly okay and who I don't, stray from that path i don't think that as an individual we are nearly evolved enough to be able to do what i believe in and I am grateful for the infrastructure that we do have, especially in the United States, to allow people to do, like, we have the right to work and fucking... We have the most freedoms of any yeah, country yeah, we, on this planet. It doesn't really need to be explained. There Correct. is a reason... Excuse me. There is a reason why we have uh, such good 
life uh what's it called uh uh pursuit of happiness yeah. or some shit yeah, like yeah. that you know you know right. what i'm getting at yeah, yeah. but there's a reason why we have this in the united states is because we have the best infrastructure i mean that's debatable but in my opinion we have the best infrastructure out of anywhere in the world that allows us to be able to be more individualized than most other countries it's life liberty and the pursuit of happiness life that's what you were looking for yeah we have the great in infrastructure as far as our governing bodies yeah. okay the biggest issue i have is the money that's spent from the tax dollars of which you know comes out of our pockets that's spent on things that are just erratic it's crazy yeah like the 40 billion dollars that we just sent to ukraine yeah did ukraine send us money when things happened here in the united states no correct but they don't have the money to necessarily do so uh, and i understand that but how, how is that our fault it's not don't get me wrong. I don't think we should send $40 billion over there, not only because we just need to stay the fuck out of it, but also because it could piss Russia off enough to do do it. Right. But, but I did like, read something today that said that fucking Russia's kind of falling apart on their uh, their inner circle. Yeah, I mean, I, I've no, I haven't really paid too much attention to that whole situation. I just don't... I don't think the United States should be... Like, the, like when we're aligned with other countries or whatever, like... Like, I understand, like, being, you know, at peace with those other countries and saying, hey, you don't mess with us, we won't mess with you, and everything's kosher, right? Mm -hmm. And we can get products and imports and exports from different well, countries and stuff like that. we don't do that, though. Like, We're in everyone's business. And that's the reason why we sent the $40 billion over, only because we want to fucking piss off Russia. Yeah. Not, not piss off Russia. We want to fucking take away from the infrastructure that Russia has. By sending that money over to Ukraine and extending the war as much as we did, we're essentially saying fuck you to we're Russia. enabling this to continue to go forward yes. correct yes no. it, but and that's what i'm saying like let those other countries delegate things as they see fit why do we have to get involved in that stuff like we we ha we need to start taking care of ourselves mm -hmm. okay it, it's it, in my opinion it, like those other countries like just be at peace with them like have great relationships build great relationships with them and stuff like that and from a business mindset the import and export thing like take care of business mm -hmm. uh, you know oversee the you know governing body and run it as a business i think that's a, the greatest success that you can have is running things as a business because it's what's good for business is what's good for the american people well do you know the biggest issue that we have with the united states of america when it comes to that what our military power when you have the ability to fucking do whatever the fuck you want why not do whatever the fuck you want but like do whatever the fuck you want when it's like absolutely necessary for and like the like when i mean absolutely necessary like if someone attacks us like in the united states like we from another country I mean, or even within you know domestic within uh the united states like then take care of it then but like and i i agree with you and one modern day uh like nation that does that is china china has historically been an isolated country that mostly keeps it themselves and stuff like that now we're in a little bit more of a social area uh, arena that they need to be involved in other people's shit but i would like to have that in the united states but the fact is it don't work like that correct but see like it could they just like no one wants to like they don't want to change like this they could like they could change that but they just yeah it's all about money, money. and power yeah there's more money if you dominate every other country well for sure that's stupid though because as long as you're is your that you're in peace or have peace with those other countries and you agree on your business dealings and stuff like mm -hmm. that 
live your life and pay attention to you mm-hmm. and get done what you need to do here. Well, I think that's an important... Stop getting involved in other shit. I think that's an important thing to tell the individual that's just listening to this podcast or whatever. For sure. Do you. Like, you don't have to be involved in the the, the nation that is the United States of America. Because at the end of the day, like, shit's going on. It does affect you, but does it really affect you? Correct. I've always said that. People need to look in the mirror for and, and judge themselves before yeah. they look into having an opinion about yeah. shit that they can't control. I mean, I don't pay any attention, mostly, to, to stuff that I have no control over. Right. Right. And, like... At the end of the day, you can get thrown in jail for, like, possessing a certain type of firearm or whatever, but you can possess that firearm. And if you don't get caught, who knows the difference? Just live your life the way you want to live your fucking life and take steps to better yourself. Correct. But at the same time, make sure you're within reason as far as the law yeah. of what's in place. Because that law and the those things have been in place, you know, for centuries, There's right? There's reasons why our laws exist. For sure. Correct. But my the problem I have nowadays, and we talked about this earlier, was like people not being – people of a certain class, okay, an elite level of individual, those people are not held accountable for the things that have been proven that they have done that have been highly illegal. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, bothers like, – like that pisses me off. It pisses me off, too. pisses me off because now if I'm just, you know, Joe Schmo – it's like, well, they didn't get in trouble for doing this. If I go and do this, I should get away with the with the same. Th- you know what I mean? Like they should be able to get away with it. Yeah. You like, what what kind of example are you setting for people that are not at your level of eliteness? Okay, if that's a word, uh, to try and like the example that you're better setting, the United States. The example you're setting is get more money, get more power, and you can do the things that I want. Correct. To. And it's not fair, but no. it, it's it's tough those situations man because if you dwell on it too much you just get stuck in a loop and you, you which you, is why as i said i pay attention just, to what it is i can control pay attention you. to yourself yep. at the end of the day i live by my own governance i do what i want to do i i be with the people i want to be i be where i want to be it, it just your life is going to be better if you don't worry about the shit that's going on everywhere else right yeah but see, the thing is, like, they'll talk about, well, you know, if you don't like certain situations that people are, like, people that are in power that they're doing, you know, go and vote and make sure that you, you know, vote for this person or do this or do that or whatever. I think our that. government chooses our, itself. But, but it's like, you know what, like, at the end of the day, like you said, you can only worry about yourself. But a lot of these people vote based upon um, the emotions or what they see. They don't do research themselves on things yeah. and, and, and vote based upon... Not just statistical they don't do research. Factual. They don't do, uh, I guess I'll call it perfect research. And I don't want to say anyone's perfect, but you need to know what you're looking at, where you're looking. Based upon your own opinion of how you feel about a certain subject. Yeah. Right? And then and you need to be able to take yourself out of those emotions, too. I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. You got to take yourself out, out of those emotions, in my opinion, and look at the facts mm-hmm. and, base, and base your, really, I, I a lot of times base my opinion upon factual information right yeah it's the best way you can do it i think there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily know where to look don't know how to look and And that will never be educated to those people because the certain 
you know, establishment or whatever probably didn't w- would not want them to know these things based upon the narrative of what they're trying to push. Yeah. Right, right. It's just it's civilization, man. There's it's, there's so many differing viewpoints on it. It's everything. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we beat that one up. Uh, we're hitting about the 50-minute mark, so let's get into our last segment that we always usually end stuff on. Uh, it's called What You've Been Sipping On. Um, we might adjust this a little bit in the future. Me and my cousin Stav have talked about uh, a little thing where we're going to start doing some like weekly mixtapes if we can uh, get, get an avenue to do that. We might have our own thing, like what you've been sipping on, where we give you like a certain artist that has like a mixtape coming out or uh, what. So we, we got to pan out on that one a little bit more. But what you've been sipping on, man? Video games you've been playing, TV shows you've been watching, music you've been listening to. Anything. Oh, sweet. Hell yeah. I like this segment. Uh, so I'm not a video gamer. Okay. I was actually going to ask you earlier, like what kind of stuff are you doing with, with video games? Because I know like these YouTubers and shit, like these people are making a shit ton of money on the stuff that they're doing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that existed. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I'm... a lot of money. Yo, dude, a ton of money. And they're young, too. Yeah. Early dude, 20s n- and shit. I'm like, n- even younger than that. I'm like... N- Ninja, when he blew up, when Fortnite yeah. was a big thing, yeah. he, he was on the cover of ESPN Mag. Right. That's nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so there's a couple of shows. Like, one show that's already done and over with that I absolutely freaking love that people that are listening to this podcast should watch is a show called Suits. Suits. It, it was on USA Network. Hmm. It's uh, dude. It's a like a business. It's a, a like, more of like a business savvy type of show, but it relates from a business perspective. You're uh, a businessman. I'm a businessman, dude. Yeah. I, I do everything from the standpoint of what's good for business, even relationships with people. Hmm. What's good for my mindset business, like you know what I mean? Like right. that's business, right? Uh, love that show. Uh, what I'm sipping on now, from a music perspective, though, um, we have Slipknot in a couple couple oh, weeks. We got Slipknot in a couple weeks, man. So I'm diving deep into some old Slipknot so I can scream the lyrics as I'm in the pit running around with a bunch of I'm definitely gearing crazy up fucking to, maggots. I'm definitely gearing up to do the same thing. Been listening to a lot more rock recently, but I want to get into like the Slipknot and get down. So Have you been in a pit for Slipknot? Yeah. You have? Okay. Good. I, so you know what to expect, obviously. Oh, dude, I've I've been in plenty of fucking mosh pits. I've well, so have I, but I've there's nothing like a that. Slipknot mosh pit, man. It's oh, just yeah, they're cra- fucking, it's crazy. They're crazy. And I love being around other people when Slipknot's getting ready we got, to come on. Do we got GA? We got Force? Oh, <laughs> dog, I'm not sitting in those seats for Slipknot, dude. Oh, yeah. You're crazy. Hell yeah. But I love being around and surrounded by people that are like, oh, yeah, this is my first Slipknot show. And it's like, yeah. hell yeah. We've <laughs> talked about it in the past about uh, in, on the podcast and stuff about how, like, uh, you know, they're heavier shows. They're like metal shows or whatever. But, like, if someone gets clocked in a mosh pit, they get picked up. They get picked up. They get taken they're care They're treated of. well. They get taken care of. Absolutely. They're fun. Yeah, you, you drop your phone and people pick it up and they're like, phone, phone. Yeah. They're... Yeah, for yeah. sure they take care of each other. Yeah. You know Cypress Hill is playing with them? I did know that. I, I saw did. them at... Uh, I'm pumped uh, for that. Uh, was it Louder Than Life or one of the inc- Incarceration Fest or whatever? One of the music festivals last year, I saw them. They were, they were fucking... They were dope. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. Oh, wow. Cypress Hill is fucking OG. Legends. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, legends. OG. Love it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped to see them. And I mean, Slipknot is always a good time. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. That's going to be a hell of a show. Out of, out of all the stuff that I got uh, coming forward, like, like the big music festivals and stuff like that, I, I'm a little broke right now, so I can't afford much. Lost Lands is up there. But the, to this day, Slipknot at Riverbend was that like 2018 2017 or something like that yeah i was there yeah it was the greatest show that i've ever been to were you were uh 
Were, were you out in the lawn or were you down in like the, the pit so uh, my buddy Josh Widener um, his work that I yeah he still currently works there uh, they had these tickets and there was the the inner circle or, or like the pit type thing which is really small at Riverbend like right by where the stage and then, is and right? then there's that inner circle and yeah. then there's that initial catwalk yep. and then there's the second circle yep. we were the front row of the second circle nice yeah and yeah. I almost got kicked out the usher was not having the amount of fuck shit that yeah well yeah obviously yeah I was uh, I, dude the, see the pits that are out in the lawn in my opinion, are 10 times better than the pits, okay, well, that are close to the stage. When you get to a place like Riverbend, Correct. The, the pit up front is yeah, not. Yeah, it's and situated well, there's, differently. There's videos of them in, like, the, the like 2000, 2010 area, era and shit like that where they're performing in front of, like, 40, 50,000 people or right. whatever, and there's just, like, fucking mosh pits breaking out everywhere. And different, yes. Yeah. That's, like, what the lawn is, basically, a smaller portion, obviously, but the, what the lawn is at Riverbend. That's, I love being in the lawn out there. It's fucking yeah. awesome. But we're going to Heritage for this one. Yes, we are going to Heritage. Have Have you seen any, like, anybody at, like, Heritage or... I have not been there. I have not heard good things about Heritage. I mean, it's not great. It's I, depending on how they. Have you been there? I have. I've yeah. seen Slipknot at what well, was U.S. Bank Arena. Uh, Is, back in. Did they change the name of it? Is yeah, this it was, U.S. Bank Arena. Yeah, it's the old oh, U.S. It Bank is. Arena. Yeah, it's now oh. called Heritage Bank Arena. I did not know that. Yeah, so I saw them there before, and that was in two thousand like three or four. It was fucking awesome. It was right when they were getting ready to, to uh, release Subliminal Verses, which was their third album. Mm-hmm. And they played a shit ton from their debut album. And then Iowa, which is their second album, which is the heaviest album they have by far. Yeah. It, was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go see them. I'm interested to see what type of vibe they bring because they did just release a new album. They released a song, but the album's not going to be released for another couple, at least a couple of months. Chapel Town Rag was the song that they released back in like November of last year. They haven't released the album that that song will be on yet. They released the album. No, not yet. I look. Well, either way, if there's an album coming out, we're probably going to get a little bit more of an album tour than we are going to get like an old school. Well, I was thinking that because it, it's not going to. Apparently, it's not coming out for at least another couple of months, like like later in 2022. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering. I'm interested to see if they play a couple of the songs that will be on that album that would be kind of cool that's probably what i think they're gonna do Uh, but i just hope it's not like that and then all of their commercially viable songs that they've played i don't uh, think a million times i I hope they play a lot of old shit i think slipknot is one of those ones where they're going to have their tour where they do like their new music but it's going to be interlaced with the old school shit that we all love yes and i don't know if this is the tour that they would do that for though because the album hasn't been released. Uh, that's what I was saying. I that's think why I'm we're interested. Get a little bit see. more of the new, newer album shit than than most, but we'll see. We'll see. Either you, way, it's going to be a good time. Do you ever go to like Louder Than Life or Incarceration Fest? Louder Than Life's down in Louisville. That's no, probably I have. I have not been to a rock festival. I've been to a lot of rock. Well, if you can include like Warp Tour, I have not been to. Like yeah, that. I was at the last Warp Tour. That yeah. was crazy. I've been to a lot of Warp. Dude, Tour. you should go to. We go to Louder Than Life every year. You should go. Money, man. Yeah, I hear you. Save. That's another problem. It's hard. Yeah, I hear you. It's hard where I I'm hear at you. now. But yeah, uh, moving on a little bit from uh, what we've been sipping on on my uh, standpoint, we already talked about uh, our father um, for a decent amount of time on this. Um, I also watched the, we were going to talk about this a little bit, the Joe Burrow uh, podcast 
because uh, most of my week was like editing the podcast and doing some other shit that I need to do. But Joe Burrow came on the Nelk Boys Full Send podcast. And uh, Bailey was talking to me, and she's like, I didn't really like it. She's like, I, I kind of found him boring, but in my opinion, I thought he handled himself real well. There were a couple times where they were like trying to get some shit out of him or didn't even realize that they were talking to him. He's like, I can't say that because like it's going to give away to like the defense that we're playing. Or yeah. It's going to give away some of our game plan. Yeah. Just the move, the dude moves lightly, but with aggression. I, dude, his interviews, I love his interviews, and I love how he composes himself. Mm-hmm. The, I, the one thing I really, and I loved the Nelk Boys Peyton podcast. Peyton Manning-esque. Yes, absolutely. I loved the Nelk Boys podcast. I actually w- watch a lot of their shit, too. Oh, yeah, I, I really like the their podcast. Lo- yeah. Love those guys. But, like, he handles himself, and he handled himself on that podcast almost to a T as he handles himself in regular interviews with the media on, like, a post game. It, the, the, he's not. He's no different. The, the podcast was like about an hour long. Yeah, and I was. was watching him. I was like, "This does not seem like a third-year quarterback." Correct. It seems like a veteran quarterback that knows what the fuck he needs to say Correct. when he needs to say it, exactly. and what he doesn't need to fucking say. Right. And you know what? That's I think the best part about Joe Burrow is his his mindset. Yeah. And the things like, but I, I love the fact that he's not a different Joe Burrow on the Nelk Boys podcast as he would be in like a post game interview. Yeah. And you know what? One one thing that I really took away from that podcast, he was talking about uh, how he is like kind of kind of like not idolizes Kurt Warner, but Kurt Warner kind of like mentors him in a way. Yep. He was talking about like they asked him the question uh, after the Super Bowl, did you like party or whatever? And he's like, yeah, I did, because I wanted to party and fucking celebrate the accomplishments that we made throughout the year. He said, Kurt Warner told me when he lost that Super Bowl against the Patriots, the original Tom Brady uh, winning the Super Bowl or whatever, he said that he went home and sulked about it, and he told him about that, and he was like, I wish I would have just gone out and celebrated the things that we had accomplished. And because of that, he did that. Dude, this man's got a great mindset. And I was going to say, that goes to show like where his mindset mind and I think him and I think you do couple that with Zach Taylor from a head coach perspective like I wasn't sold on Zach Taylor coming into this last season uh, yeah and I think a lot of Bengals fans could probably agree with that I wasn't sold on Zach Taylor but let me tell you something his wife spoke at our star one banquet that we had a couple of months mm-hmm. ago and she was emotional she cried like I feel like halfway like the half the time that she spoke but she was talking about his Abilities to go through what it is that he went through and all of the shit that he was taking from fans and what he was hearing in the background. Yeah. But he stayed the course the entire time. And his ability to do that, most people would have taken that and it would have Mm -hmm. it would have affected them, right? But he stayed the course and said we're building something special and he stayed positive. And then he goes out after playoff victories and the bars and stuff like that and gives the game balls out and stuff right. to, to like that. They're doing things right, bro. And it's shocking because it's, they don't do things right here. It's a locker room. And here's another thing too to expand upon that. Their draft picks, the people that they have drafted in these last couple of years, like they look at people with uh, the same or similar mindset that they're looking to build upon in the locker room. It's the first time I've ever seen the Cincinnati Bengals build a team to win. Correct. Money. But I feel like a lot of their winning comes from 
what their you know what I mean like their mindset like yeah we keep talking yes their mentality yeah, yeah no it, I, it's a lot of that is what that is because I, look, look at Tom Brady he's not the most athletic guy and he didn't have any receivers that were of any name at all okay a Tom lot Brady's of those been years doing something with nothing for a while for a long time and he won Super Bowls with those teams mm-hmm. because of his mentality to win I'll talk about it in a couple years. I have an opinion of Joe Burrow, but I'm not going to talk about it until Ooh, it I'm fucking com- it, until it comes it comes to fruition. All right. But we have a young team. We have a team that gels well together. We've got a new coach that's doing things for the team and the city that we really have not seen. I'm pumped to see what the Cincinnati Bengals do, and we're only predicted to fucking finish like 15th in the league or some shit like they that. They were this like year. 13th. They they were picked thir- 11th or 13th in like the initial Vegas odds to win the Super Bowl. They're not even picked to win the North. No, no they're not. They're not picked the to win the North. The Browns are. The Browns are. And you can suck my dick on that. I'm one. sorry, but you, how can you think that, and, and maybe he will be, but how can you think that Deshaun Watson going to a different team with a new offense is going to be the same exact Deshaun Watson that he was I think a after lot, taking a year off? I think a lot of the uh, issues that people have with the Bengals is a lot of people think that it's a fluke. A well, lot of, of people think that we caught people off guard, and that's as they should. That's a legitimate as they should that's a legitimate thing Correct. to think. Absolutely, but I genuinely think this team's got some talent. We'll see what's and what's I going. feel that way because of Joe Burrow. I really do. He leads that man. He's 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 a fucking winner. We're gonna see what happens this year, man. Love it. We're gonna see what happens, but. I think it's about time to wrap it up, y'all. This has been episode year uh, thirty-eight of Your House, Our Rules. Peace. See you.